Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unboxed, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend this service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook or an Android or a Mac or an iPhone or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I'm joined today by Gabriel Bringers and Robbie Payne. We are Chrome Unboxed. So for today's episode, we're going to get started with Google I.O. This is Google's developer conference that is happening next week, starting on May 7th through May 9th. And this year, we've got a lot of Chrome OS and, and, and Chrome-specific sessions. Um, which, you know, there's there's been mention in the past of, you know, Android apps on Chromebooks and, and different things, but there's really a, a, a new kind of focus this year on Chrome OS. Yeah, in general, I.O., um, lest we all forget, is a developer conference, so it is it is aimed directly at developers. It's uh, sessions and all that kind of stuff around how to leverage Google software in general for, for developers. And so... Um, it makes sense that in the years past that there wasn't a ton of news about Chrome OS because, honestly, just a few years ago, Chrome OS was kind of almost like this side project for Google and Android was first and foremost. Well, things have shifted, you know, and, and the direction of Google has shifted over the past couple years, mainly for um, the Assistant. You know, Google Assistant right. is clearly their focus for everything mm -hmm. now. And, and even when we were in uh, uh, New York in October when they debuted the Pixel 3, and the Pixel Slate and all that kind of stuff, 
it was interesting that we went back and looked and at not one point during that presentation did they mention Android at all nope. during that. And so <laughs> right. it's clear that they're kind of moving in some directions that get them away from that. And IO used to just be really uh, wrapped up in, in different stuff for Android and Android developers. And that doesn't mean that it's not going to continue right. to have tons of information about making Android better. Uh, but there's a bunch of it that's, hey, here's how to work with Android on Chromebooks too. And oh, and here's how Stadia is going to work with, with Chromebooks and Chrome and the web and PWAs and all these things that, that before kind of just got swept under the rug or weren't important enough or weren't center stage. It, it, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be uh, right. around Chromebooks this yeah, year. And I think that's kind of the key is that the IO is, as Robbie mentioned, for developers. So this is where they get the tools and the look into the future of what they're going to be doing to create products for you, the user. So now that Chromebooks have taken much more center stage in the consumer market, there's a lot more focus on development right. for them because all of Google's products and products outside of Google are now being made to work with Chrome OS. So it's a it's a exponential growth from just two years ago. Yeah, and, and for good reason, I think you know, like we're excited about the stuff that we're hoping to see and that we'll we'll get to hear about. There's a lot of of stuff that you know you all as listeners. You may not want to tune into every live right. session. They get they get in the weeds. I mean, this is they for get developers. Nerdy. And there's some stuff that I mean, I have to sit there and listen, and I have no idea what they're talking about, and just wait around for those nuggets of you know news or something that's going to come out of those things. And, and we love that, and we'll dig into all that stuff for you all, so that you can come by the site and just kind of see the highlights. But everything they're doing and everything we're going to be watching is live uh, on the web, which right. is really really cool too. Um, but in addition to all those software updates. Google has announced like little bits of hardware uh, back in 2015, which is odd. This is back before they were really talking about Chromebooks at all. They they gave everyone there the 2015 Chromebook Pixel. Right. Um, every, everybody that attended the conference is expensive to go, mm -hmm. but they don't got a, a Chromebook Pixel, which is really cool. Uh, they haven't done anything like that since, but like last year or two years ago is when they showed the first Google Home, mm -hmm. and you know yeah, that's so right. there's little bits of hardware in here. This is not a hardware conference. This is not a hardware show. But it seems like it's pretty clear that they're going to debut the Pixel 3a. Right. So yeah. Yep. 3a and 3a XL, lower priced, um, mid-tier Pixels. Yeah. Potentially starting at 399. Yeah. Which that's, is that's what we're crazy. seeing. And that's and that gives me hope. Maybe just maybe that we might see Atlas <laughs> yeah. show up yeah. at this. Like yeah. I could completely see if it's some sort mm. of new Google hardware them debuting it at something like this where they could talk about because that they hinted it at uh, cloud next that there is a new device and and it's gonna fit a niche that the pixel book and the pixel slate don't for workers on the go mm -hmm. or something it would completely make sense for them to show this device off right here for these developers to say hey here's another platform that we're putting out for you to write apps or make your android apps for or pwa whatever it is that they want to focus on i could completely see them doing that and and starting to make this a mid-year, not a hardware event, but a place where they can debut hardware. Right, and, and potentially things that they didn't want to debut back in, in yeah. New York in, in October uh, at their big hardware event. This kind of becomes that mid-year, hey, here's here's a here's a mid-year phone, and here's some maybe other little cool hardware stuff we've been working on. Right. Mm -hmm. A revamped, if this if Atlas does end up being a revamped Pixel Book, you know this this could be a perfect time to announce that. Right, and. Um, um, you know, like most of the tech world takes a lot of cues from Apple in general. I mean, it's just the way it works. And you see Apple do this. I mean, they announce mm -hmm. hardware at WWDC. Mm -hmm. They announce hardware at 
multiple stages through the year. They don't drop everything in the fall. You know, they have an iPhone event. They have an iPad event. They have... Well, the last one was so weird. I didn't even watch it, but I heard it was super duper weird <laughs> yeah. with the, their streaming service or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah. They're not shy about holding different events throughout the year, I guess is what I'm getting at. And I think Google would do well to do the same thing. And if they start using I.O. as that platform, it already gets tons of press anyway. So, you know, why not? Yeah, so if we, if we do end up seeing Atlas, just to fill uh, the, the listeners in, w- what does Atlas look like it's going to be? Uh, wow. <laughs> probably uh, before that one thing leaked, I would have said just a, a revamped pixel book. Right. Like I would have said, Hey, it's going to be a pixel book. Hopefully they'll trim the bezels down a bit and, uh, give us a new set of processors maybe, right. you know, and, and, and maybe give it the screen like that the, um, uh, slate has get, rid of, the, something like get that. rid of the, uh, silicone hand rests, yeah. you know, stuff like that. But, um, there was a leak, I don't know, a few weeks ago, some developers, a couple different ones. Uh, had devices, and we feel pretty certain that those are development devices, like they're dog fooding devices. So, so what does that what does that mean for uh, folks that may not know? They're just testing testing units. Okay. I mean, heck, we know uh, a guy that was dog fooding a um, development device, and it was they were, they were testing the board, but they had the board dropped into like what an Acer fifteen. Yeah, you know? so it was uh they were, it was actually an AMD device. That's right. Yeah, AMD the new AMD processor that had not been released yet, and they were testing it in the chassis of a existing right. Acer Chromebook because they just. When they're testing them, especially when it's in the initial phases of the testing, all they care about is getting the, the insides working. The aesthetics and stuff, the ODMs can take care of that. So we've seen two different devices, I mm-hmm. think, that were claiming to be Atlas. Yeah, so they were in a bug And they weren't the same. Yeah, no, they so. were different. There was different hardware. There were some similarities between the mm-hmm. two, but definitely like different keyboard decks and all that stuff. So. I don't want to read too much into saying, oh, those that showed up on camera, because this was a developer overseas somewhere that was trying to show, hey, this thing isn't working when I right. do this. And you got caught these small glimpses of this black device that honestly just looked insanely generic. Right. And, and that's fine if that's what Google puts out, whatever. But it just no, didn't, no. It didn't look like, a, hey, this isn't a made-by-Google uh, device. Uh, yeah. And from everything we've seen about Atlas as we've been tracking it for, gosh, a year? Yeah, two years. Yeah. Everything points to it being made by Google. I mean, heck, when we were first tracking it, we tracked it with what was then known as Nocturne, which is the Pixel Slate. You know, and it side by side, like they were getting the same features. They shared this like side baseboard together, like uh, what, Krabby Lake or Krabby, something. Yeah, the yeah. Cra- Krabby yeah. Lake. So these things are getting added to Nocturne. We're getting added to mm-hmm. Atlas, and there was even confusion that maybe Atlas was going to be the thing that they showed in October, and it. It was so closely related. It was just—it's so clear that this that Atlas is a made by Google Chromebook. What it's going to be, we don't know. Like it, to be honest, it could end up being just an updated Pixel Book, and whatever Google was talking about at Cloud Next could be something, something totally else. different, like completely Which, different. An one. updated Pixel Book makes sense because if we're looking at a year of development now and essentially the same internals as the Slate. I.O. would be a perfect place for them to debut it because this isn't going to be a piece of hardware that's going to need a bunch of fanfare. It's not going to have no, a, right. a big launch event. It's going to be a refreshed version of the current Pixel Book. And, right, just kind of like, oh, you know, by the way, here's hey, here's a new version. Of and the it'll book. be back on the near two-year mm-hmm. time Cycle, frame yeah. of what they used to do with the uh, the Pixel Chromebooks. So. Yeah, and the reason that, like, I feel like we're talking about this a lot, but, like, this is some pretty cool stuff going on here. Like, the reason we don't think that Atlas will end up being another fall made by Google release 
is that the baseboard in it and stuff would be so outdated by that, by that point. Time. Like, right. It just wouldn't mm-hmm. be. Yeah, I mean, we'll be into ninth gen processors by the time that gets yeah. here. And, and there are some people who believe that this could be. Some people say it's a Samsung device. I don't believe that, but there are people that believe that it might be another manufacturer that Google's working really, really closely with. And you know what? It's possible. I don't believe it, but it is possible. I mean, that there's rumors that the Home Hub is going to be rebranded Nest. So yeah. maybe they are going to slap a different name on it. Who knows? But I see Atlas being announced by Google and being a Google device, regardless of whatever name is on the front of it. So. Yeah. yeah, so so there's there's a there's a lot that could happen here. Yeah. And none of it could happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all just speculation at this point, folks. So make sure to tune in next week. You know, we're gonna be covering all of this stuff. Chromeunbox.com. Follow us on social media at Chromeunbox. We're 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 gonna be covering all of this closely and, and hopefully we have some some awesome news, maybe some new devices, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. New device. If, I was gonna say not even if devices. there's not a not a new device that comes out of it, there's gonna be a lot of cool upcoming like even last year there was some stuff that was talked about that we see now in in chrome os that it's just really cool to see right on the front edge of like oh they're working on this and if some developers will take advantage oh that would be so cool to see such and such happen yeah and touch back on that real quick one of the sessions we won't go into all of them right now but one of them is specific for linux on chromebook Mm -hmm. developing for that would that that's super encouraging because we've been waiting for full gpu support and once all of that happens and these, these developers are, are specifically developing for Linux apps on Chromebooks, the landscape is going to shift dramatically. Um, uh, you're talking about not a full Linux desktop environment, but I can click on my search bar and just install whatever Linux app mm-hmm. I want. Right. You've kind of replaced a whole lot of, uh, a whole lot of devices in the yeah. bat of an eye. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to think that at that point, once that's fully fully done you know and it, it's still gonna take a little bit more time but once that's done you have chrome os that can fully leverage pwas that can fully leverage the web that can fully leverage chrome apps that can fully leverage extensions can fully leverage android apps and fully leverage linux desktop style apps i mean it it goes from being an operating system that people are like oh it's just a browser and it can't do anything to um i would say i would put its capability at that point up against just about anything yeah, right because what can't it do? The only point? missing link is PUBG Mobile, and that's not <laughs> that's not Chrome's fault. That's no. The, so the guys that you guys Tencent. are holding back on us, Tencent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, come on, Kella. We, we've we're waiting. But we've seen what you know, Chrome OS and Android apps. I've put Modern Combat Five on my device. It runs perfectly fine, sixty frames, even on that MediaTek device yeah. that we yeah. talked about, and we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. But yeah, so the, yeah, come on, come on, Tencent. Come on, Blue Hole. We're waiting. We're waiting. <laughs> So, so yeah, so I.O. is, is <clears throat> things that, that Google's going to be talking about for the future. But there are things happening right now, some software features um, and some new features coming to Chrome OS uh, that, that I'd like to talk through. So first and foremost, let's talk through, and speaking of Linux, let's talk through uh, uh, VPN support coming to Linux. Yeah, so in general, if you're around our YouTube channel or website at all, you probably hear us talk about NordVPN. Full disclosure... You know, we work with Nord um, and through affiliate linking and all that kind of stuff, you know, we we are affiliated with NordVPN. But this has nothing to do with saying, oh, well, only NordVPN will work. Any VPN will work as long as it works with, you know, an Android app or an extension. Pick the one you want and the one right. you like, the one you trust. That's honestly all that really matters with this. And for those of you who are going, ah, what the heck's a VPN? It just basically is uh, an extra layer of protection when you're out and about 
um, at a coffee shop or something, you're on a, a Wi-Fi network that might be wide open, mm-hmm. easily accessible by people that want to do nefarious stuff, and um, it keeps you uh, a little bit more invisible to them, yeah. and 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 it keeps your browsing safe, and so. Whoever you choose to use, the benefit is you can literally install the Android app of that VPN, turn it on, and that app will cover every bit of stuff that you do on your Chromebook. That hasn't been true of Linux at this right. point. We actually, I tested it this week. I have a device in stable, um, turned on the VPN, um, opened up a browser in Linux, and it showed the same IP that I was on before I turned the, the VPN on. And so went and uh, grabbed a uh, device in developer mode, did the same exact thing, and it actually changed my IP address every time I pulled it up. That's what VPNs are meant to do. Bounces you off different IPs and makes it look like you're in different places, and so it's not easy to track your location and all that kind of stuff. And so um, it works uh, now. And again, this this actually will work with Android apps and or extensions. So Okay. So how is this different? So we did a we we, we put yeah, out a we video. We have a whole video about right. the, the, before this. Right. Um, so how is this different? So the point was with that video is to show okay, you can use the, I like extensions. They're more lightweight. And I don't have to have Android if I don't want to. And if you don't have Android apps turned on at all in your Chromebook, an extension is perfectly fine. So I can install NordVPN for instance. Their extension, click it, boom, VPN's on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the minute I bring Android apps into that equation, that extension doesn't cover those Android apps. So if I jump onto Facebook app, for instance, on uh, on Android, that particular browsing activity would not be covered from the VPN. So I need to go then and turn it on on the app side from Android. The cool part is when I do that, the Android app <coughs> covers not only Android apps, it covers Chrome OS as well. Well, then Linux pops up here. Right. And it's like, well, that doesn't get covered by anything. Well, now it gets covered by either one of those options. So... It, it starts getting a little convoluted here, but if, if you're a user who says, hey, I got my Chromebook out, I don't want Android apps turned on, but I do want to do XYZ on Linux, and so you turn on the Linux apps, you can now just put your extension in, and it'll cover, uh, VPN will cover your all your activity in Linux. If you have Android apps on, obviously you would go with the Android app one that will cover everything just from that one app. Right, so, you know, this is just added security that, yeah. d- that just keeps getting added to Chrome OS would already incredibly secure. So so this this is a great feature. I, I love this. Another feature that I'm excited about uh, that as a traditional Mac user uh, I have had for a while is virtual desktops. So now we're getting virtual desktops coming to Chrome OS. Mm-hmm. And Robbie, I know this is something you've talked about in the past that you'd love to have. Um, so what exactly is a virtual desktop and, and what is this feature going to do? Um, it's simple, honestly. Like you... If you've ever used a Mac or a Windows 10 device or most Linux, most Linux desktops, distros, yeah, no. um, they all have what are called virtual desktops. And it's just the idea is like, say you have on your laptop, you have six windows open and you're moving stuff around. Well, imagine if you had a virtual extended display next to that device. And so instead of having the display there, it's there in virtual space. And through a gesture, or some sort of key combo, you bring that extended display into frame. And so just as quickly as you could look over to an extended display, you can do a quick gesture and bring that entire display onto your screen. And so for multitasking, I mean, it once you've used a machine with it and you get used to using it, it's so difficult to go back to not mm-hmm. having it. Um, and it, for a lot of people, it wouldn't replace a second monitor. For me, it completely would. Like, I, I feel like I don't even need an extended monitor when I have extended desktops because... Mm. I can set my desktops up because, again, like I said, as quickly as I can look up to another monitor, I can make a swipe and see that other like virtual 
desk sure. space there. And so Chrome OS is... Uh, needed that for a long time because it's just part of a lot of people's workflow at this point. Like because you know the minute that Windows decided, hey, Mac's doing a good job, Linux doing a good job with this, we should have this. Well, now the majority of users are just used to having that as an option. Right. Not everybody uses it, not everybody likes it, but for the people that do, it's it's a sorely missing thing in Chrome OS. And I've been after it for years, wishing that they would have some sort of virtual desktop. And so when I saw that they uh, uh, Ken Liu, I think, uh, said something about it. I don't know to Android Police oh, months wow. ago, and yeah. saying, "Hey, it's on the roadmap." Like I right. was excited at right. that point, but then we've started seeing all these like uh, uh, this. This one particular bug report thread that they're just being nice enough, honestly, to post videos in. They're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, here's where we are. There's a video," and and they're and they're calling them desks, yeah, yeah. Right. virtual yeah. desks. And yeah, so and it's not like it's this fourth. thing that they're trying to figure <laughs> out. I mean, it's working. They've got, oh, yeah. they've got they're still honing it and tweaking it, but there's. A few videos on there now, three or four now. Four of them yeah. now. Yeah, we just posted the fourth one on the site. Um, you can go; it's one of the top stories right now, over at ChromeOnBox.com, and you can actually see it uh, in motion, what it's going to look like. Yeah. And they're, they they've got some pieces to add, but I'm really really excited for this to show up. I can't wait. Yeah, a, another feature that that I've seen you um, uh, use, we've we've shown it in a couple of videos here and there, is is picture in picture. Um, so let's talk through that a little bit uh, before we kind of we, we've got one other thing I, I want to wrap up with, but but picture in picture. Yeah, yeah. I'll let Gabe talk about this one because he actually way back when they this first started been, bringing yeah. it out, you know, he was finding commits about this before it was mm-hmm. even a thing. Yeah, because it, when it initially came out, it wasn't it wasn't even sure if this was gonna be a thing for Chrome OS. Uh, they've worked on it in Chrome the browser for a while, and it's one of those things where develop the whoever develops the site has to have stuff on their end for it to work. Well, now Chrome just They've got it working, and it works on most video platforms. If you're on a website mm-hmm. that has a video playing, there's going to be a, a... Not YouTube TV. Yet, not though. YouTube TV. <laughs> so, I, I can't mean, wait. You know, Come on, YouTube you know, TV. Because why should, why should Google's products have all of their features? <laughs> uh, <coughs> casting. YouTube uh, music. <laughs> anyway, so... It, it, and just shout out to Francis. Somebody want to pronounce Is it? Is it I think it's Francois Francois Buffour or Buffet. I don't know. Sorry, we're, we're too anyway, he's, he's, uh, he's uh, We've followed him for a long time. He's a happiness evangelist, I think is his title now. He's a He works for Google and uh, he's always been a herald for Chrome, but he's, uh, he's a smart guy too because he's a developer and he's actually leading the charge on this picture in picture development. He has a GitHub page that had mm-hmm. all the original code and the original extension, and I was able to, to get yeah, it. Yeah. And through some some jumping through hoops, installed it and got it working. But that's been months ago. And then it was all pulled out and it wasn't there. And now Picture in Picture has been a thing on Chrome OS for a couple a iterations. Couple, couple versions. Now. Yeah, they're just a, just a little extension yeah. that Google put out. And it's an official Google Picture in Picture extension. So if you're ever, like, if you have that extension put in, just go to the web store, search Picture in Picture. You'll see it's made by Google. Um, if you're ever curious whether it'll work on a video, just click it and see if it pops out. And I've yeah, been some that I've been surprised on. Yeah, and I think the the next the next evolution is that it's just going to be baked in, or it might be now yeah. already. So kind of like the Microsoft Document extension that you may or may not know is even in your Chrome browser, it'll just be there. And if you mm-hmm. if you're on your Chromebook right now, just go to a YouTube video, right click on it. There's a bit of a bug. I've seen it with YouTube right now. You have to. Double right click. Yeah, so you right click, you'll get the normal nice material design menu. 
Right click again, you'll get another menu that like, looks like old school white like Chrome, menu. Chrome menu, and you'll see picture in picture right there. You just click it and you can scroll around, you can drag it. It's, it, it mimics just what it's like on Android mm -hmm. Pie. And it's, and it's one of those things like I just, it, I didn't think there would be any use for it. Right. I was like, why would you want this on a desktop? Just minimize your window and set it up. But like the ability to just get that video out and have just be sitting on top mm -hmm. of stuff yeah. has been really cool, especially if you're a baseball fan and you have MLB.TV. Uh, it works with picture-in-picture. Picture. Yeah. So I can go to MLB.TV, pull the Cubs game up, hit that hit that picture in picture button and just kind of have it tucked away in the side and never have to worry about making sure it's on top and right and that's the thing that's the big advantage is with 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 windows and and a lot of users are used to being able to click on a keep on top option chrome os has never had that feature mm -hmm. this gives you the on top feature so you've got your floating video yeah you don't have to worry about it disappearing or going behind whatever you're working on it's great it's really awesome yeah and I, this is this is something i love on my on my Pixel 3 XL, you know, watching YouTube videos mm -hmm. and, and clicking out of it and being able to continually have that video up floating right there as I'm clicking around on something else or researching. And, and right. you know, it's just a really nice feature, and I love that. Um, so last thing here, and, and Gabe, I know you wrote about this, uh, Chrome OS 74 has just started rolling out. Mm -hmm. um, at the time that we're recording this, it started rolling out yesterday. Um, so May 1st, Chrome OS 74 has started to roll out. Yeah, that's right. And, and like like usual, there's not everyone's going to have it right now. So if you're sitting here smashing that uh, restart or update button, you may not have it. If you go to the site, it's the most recent article. There is a updated list on there of the devices that do have 74. It's just like it usually is. A lot of them are going to be older devices. Uh, you can expect your device to update in coming days in the next coming weeks, whatever. But some of the things we knew were coming, uh, the big one big one for productivity types is uh, you can now annotate PDFs in Chrome's native PDF viewer. That, that's a big deal for a mm -hmm. lot of people because mm -hmm. if you use Chrome, you're just used to being able to open a PDF when you click on it it opens in a Chrome window it's it's just there but if you need to if you're a Chrome OS user you know the pain of having to annotate a PDF you've got to get Kami or one of the other extensions whatever now it's just there you'll have Robbie I think you guys did a video on it or did we I can't remember if we did a video on this or not but yeah back when it really was super early yeah I think, yeah, uh, yeah was I th Kyle, Kyle uncovered that I think. yeah, I think yeah Kyle, Kyle Bradshaw found that, uh, found that initially and then we were able to get it working and uh, you'll just you'll have your under the I think you click the edit button right it's actually right up there at the top so like uh, when you open a PDF you get a couple of things like download save mm -hmm. a couple mm -hmm. of little things well there's a little pencil up there now you yeah, click you it click boom. it edit it yep. and you're good to go and you can draw with your finger if you don't have a stylus but mm -hmm. if you have a pen it, the the stuff in it works really, really well, and you can tell that Google has done some work on enabling pen support in Chrome itself, not mm -hmm. just in an app. And uh, part of the, like when that was discovered, it was also discovered, I think, I don't remember if we found this or somebody else found it, I can't remember, um, but Chrome Canvas uh, yeah. came out mm -hmm. around the same time, and it was uh, very clear that Google was like, okay, we need something to start really working on how well we can get drawing to work in a browser window so they're using all the new fun stuff that pwas do so web assembly and and all that stuff that works behind the scenes that that makes stuff work in a browser more like a native app and it's it's gotten really good mm -hmm. um, if you haven't messed with chrome um, canvas in a while i think it's just canvas.google.com uh, i think it's the url yeah, and, like and 
uh, yeah, let me tell you. I'll tell you exactly what it is and pull it up here. But yeah, canvas.apps.chrome. I was way off. <laughs> but it, it sinks down to your account. Like I'm looking at it right now. We have like every little doodle and junk I've drawn messing with this. Just all sitting here ready for me to go back in and draw more. And it has gotten so good um, over the course of a few months. Like when it first came out, it kind of was a little weird. But, you know, they, they've really honed it in. And they're using the same stuff here that they're using in that PDF annotation, which is just yeah. this idea of pen input in a, in a web browser, basically. Yeah, Robbie like, is an awesome artist. You all oh, can't yeah. see it. Yeah, but he, no idea. Drawer extraordinary. There are some doodles over <laughs> right, here. That was, we, that was my best doodle. We might need to, we might need <laughs> to share right. some of these out with you guys. Very, very artsy. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, that's uh, avant-garde. Yeah, that's that's check is. our Instagram later for that one right there. <laughs> that that's good. Going the stories there, so yeah, I mean, you know, this this seems like a simple feature, but man, that's just something yep. that just is so handy. You know, well, whether you're working on just documents and yep. or, or sending something to someone and you download it and you're just, oh hey, I just want to jot on this real quick. It's just yeah. man, I just love it. And speaking um, of simple features, yeah. uh, another big one, and Robbie has hounded about this one for a long time, but in your in your files folder in Chrome OS, you have your My Files, you have your Download. You can nest folders under that download. Well, now in Chrome OS 74, you can actually add folders to that root my files app, and that, that's pretty cool. I mean, you know, and have like a normal yeah, file structure. Yeah, so you structure. can have like a file structure, and you can set. My, I have one in mine now that's Chrome Unboxed, and I have that set as my default download folder. And it's just, it, it's hard to even explain how much better it is. I guess it's just one of those things you're just accustomed to having. Yeah, know, and, so. I, and I've gotten so used to all my stuff going into my downloads all the time. And in general, it doesn't matter what OS you're using. Most people kind of work on a daily basis a little bit out of that download yeah, folder. Yeah, right. You just need to grab something off the web real quick, and you get it, and then you work out of that. But eventually, you want to have it put somewhere. And in, my workflow has turned into taking stuff from that downloads folder and then just putting it up in the cloud. I've gotten better about doing that because Chrome OS had no real file structure. And right. So I didn't want to keep everything, and I didn't want to create a file structure in my downloads folder. Like You can, but it's just weird. And so I've just gotten accustomed to moving everything to the cloud on a regular basis and cleaning my downloads folder out. So this won't be a huge change for me from like my workflow because I don't want to keep a bunch of stuff stored locally because that's kind of the magic of Chrome OS right. is that we really leverage that cloud storage so I can open up any Chromebook and get to work. Mm -hmm. But there are times where you're going to need to have stuff stored locally and you're going to want to arrange it and not having to put it in the downloads folder, especially for new users, like new people that open up a Chromebook for the first time that's just going to feel way more normal to them right. than going, I, I can't tell you how many times a new user has been like, so I've got to, all my files go into the downloads. Like that's that where are the rest of the files. Like, no, oh, that's the downloads folder is your local file. Like it's your C drive for old school windows. Ooh, people, right? yeah. like, <laughs> and that's hard to explain. It's kind of weird, yeah. but you know, Google's always operated with the idea of like, Hey, you're going to put it all in the cloud anyway. And I think they're finally coming around to the fact that, yeah, the people will try to put it in the cloud, but in general, there's going to be a lot of local stored files regardless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, this is uh, just another iteration. Um, you know, gr great updates coming. So um, obviously, yeah, go check the website. We've got we've got all the um, uh, updates and features that are coming uh, on the site chromeunbox.com. So last thing, guys, I want to talk through here is uh, some devices. So this week we put out a review of the Asus Chromebook Flip 
C434. Man, that one's a, that's a Model, mouthful. Why do I keep, I keep Models just are so easy. Don't hurt yourself. I just, I, I, I got so used just to saying the C434, like saying the whole name is weird. Um, so anywho, we, we, we put up that review. This is a device that, man, we, we have been excited about since we got some hands on uh, back at CES. Um, back in January, so yeah. so we, we finally got it in the office. We spent some time with it, and we put out this review. And um, yeah, this is this is just such an awesome device. Yeah, and I think the the highest praise I can heap on any Chromebook is when I've sent it back, whether or not I miss it, mm. whether or not I'm mm. like, I really want that back. And this is the first one in a while that I felt that way about. Um, you know, we still have our Pixel Slate review unit. And Joe uses it all the time. Yeah. And nothing against Pixel Slate. You know, if you have one, you love it, great. And there are people that love it. But in, for me, personally, it it was no big deal to be like, okay, I'm, I'm done with my review yeah. period on this. And I have no urge to go want to get it. I don't, I don't want to tap on Joe's door and be like, hey, um, you want to trade me Chromebooks? Because I really want to use that Slate. Like, there's just none of that in me for that device. And it's super nice and well put together. And all that kind of stuff, but there's something about the Flip C434 that I I really miss it. Like, might have to go buy me one of them 8-gig ones. Yeah, especially <laughs> the with 8-gig out. Gig one is, coming. is now showing up on uh, Amazon, so it's it's on the way. And, and I mean, that was literally probably one of the only things, like the whole timbre of the review was, you know, I, I try to nitpick Chromebooks. That's the job of any reviewer is to nitpick <clears> things. And... It was hard to nitpick that Chromebook. There's just so much good stuff going on with it and so little to fault. And there's a couple little things. Like, I wish I had a glass trackpad. Right. That, that would have been a nice inclusion. But That should just be a given on a premium, on a flagship. But it was, you know, it, it didn't build up oils. It was super clicky, and it was very responsive. So, I mean, the iter the thing that they had in there, other than glass, whatever it is, I think it's plastic, works. So... I can't really fault you for that. Like, right. it's not like, oh, this this really, you know, hampered my experience. It didn't. It, it was fine. The keyboard was had more travel than most keyboards, and it took me a minute to get used to it. But once I did, like, I wanted to go back to yeah. it. You know, the screen, God. You yeah. know, the, the screen is good, but the tiny little bezels on it and the way it looked and how small and light the device is overall, um, there's just so much to like about the device that uh, I, it, it's easily one of my favorite Chromebooks. Well, Did you order the 8 gig yet? I have and if it'll go down, like it's still showing what, one to two months. Yeah. Like if it yeah. shows up like, hey, deli you know, delivery's out, yeah, I'm probably gonna buy one. Yeah. So so this is a fourteen inch device mm -hmm. that really has the form factor almost of like a thirteen inch yeah, device. It's a foot, the footprint of a you know thirteen, twelve and a half inch device. Yeah, just yeah. the bezels around the screen and and if you all have not seen um, our review yet Go check that out. It, it's on the site, chromeunbox.com. And just the featured image that we use for this, you know, we got this great photo that just highlights that screen. And mm -hmm. and I'm with Robbie, man. Just just using that thing and, and having it around, it yeah, it, it, it was just it's just a great device. Spec wise, Robbie, just give folks a kind of quick overview of what's out there, price, yeah, what, so when the, the eight gigs coming, all that. The Core M3, the one we reviewed, the one that technically is available right now in the US. Uh, it's Core M3, so 8th Gen Core M3. Um, for reference, we were getting about twenty-nine to 30000 on Octane, so it's uh, benchmarking faster than the Pixelbook i5. Uh, had 4 gigs of RAM, 64 gigs of internal storage, 1080p screen, 
um, ports, nice wide viewing angles, uh, two USB C's, mm -hmm. a USB Type A headphone microphone jack, which came in really, really handy. Mm -hmm. we, I don't know, we were testing something. We were trying to just yeah. record some audio and mess with something. And I think it was with the mic that we're using right now. We were trying to just get some sort of test to see what we could do and what we couldn't, blah, blah, blah. We needed to get the thing plugged in and working and see if we could monitor audio or something. And even with the Mac here, like we didn't want to plug in a certain dongle and then we we're going to have to plug in a dongle to the Pixel Book or the Pixel Slate. And it was like, you know what? We put all the dongles away. We got, you know, a good old headphone jack, plugged it in. We got the USB Type A for the mic, plugged it straight in and no dongles needed, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it did the job. And so there's just, there's still room for a USB Type A. This device mm -hmm. is thin and light. There's room for it. Yep. So it's, it's nice to have one on there. Uh, and it's nice to have a headphone microphone jack on a laptop. I mean, you're kidding yourself if you think there's not room for a headphone microphone <laughs> yeah, jack exactly. at this point. That's like true. that's that's not true. Yeah. It, there's plenty of room there. Unless Samsung's, someone's making one thinner than a headphone jack, in which case, then yes, if your whole device, <laughs> you got a three and a half millimeter yeah, jack on a Chromebook, yes, send it. Yeah, yeah, let's We're see waiting. it because the Pixel Book is insanely thin. Yeah. It's got a headphone yes. microphone yes. slot, yes. so I exactly. hope I really hope Chrome yeah. books in general don't move in that direction. Yeah. Like. I would love to see them remain having a port selection that just makes it easier on users yeah. in general. Yeah. Uh, quick note on that too, and forgive us for not putting this. We sometimes we take for granted because uh, we have so many devices in our hand. The ASUS, yes, on Linux apps. Uh, yes. Any, yes. any of the new Intel Core devices that are out right now or coming out will have Linux apps. Right. And no, on a stylus. It does right. not have an available stylus. It does not have a digitizer in the screen. If you want to use a stylus on the 434, you'll have to go buy a, like, a, a nubby right. stylus yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. or your finger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and and not to mention the starting price of this is $569. So for a Chromebook under 600 bucks, this is just, I mean, it this thing's delivers. hard to not recommend. I mean, yep. if, if, if you want to spend under 600 bucks, like go buy this thing. It, it, yeah. it checks all the boxes. Like Robbie said, yeah, the the trackpad might have. You know, I wish I wish it would have had a glass one, but it can. It still works well. And it, right. it, and for that price, man, this is this is just a great great device. From so, what we're seeing on Amazon, it looks like the eight gig version is only gonna be thirty bucks more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I would one hundred. Yeah, if you're gonna spend five hundred and seventy dollars, spend six hundred dollars and get the one with eight gigs, just to future proof yourself. For what it's worth, I run an extended display all the time. You know, 10 to 12 uh, tabs open and a handful of apps and that kind of stuff open at any given time. I only ran into one time right. during my entire testing phase, and I tested this one longer than most because I didn't want to send it back. Um, and I ran one time, I had a couple tabs reload on me because they ran out of RAM. Um, so. I, I, for general users, probably not a big deal. But if, again, if it was a hundred dollars more, I'd say, oh, well, think about it. For thirty bucks more, it's get, worth the RAM yeah, all like, day long. Yeah, get yeah. the get the eight gig version. Unless you're like, man, I need a Chromebook. I need one now. I got to order it. Yeah. Well, then go, you know, go for the four gig. I think you're still going to be real happy with yeah. it. So hopefully, hopefully that eight gig will start showing up soon. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's out there and it's available, but yeah. hopefully it'll start shipping soon. Yes. But like always, stay tuned to the site. Um, we've got that full review of the four gig version. You know, written review and video review uh, up on the site right now. So go check that out. Uh, next device that we um, we filmed this already, but mm -hmm. we haven't put it out, so we want to tease it a little bit. Uh, you might have seen our unboxing of this thing. This is the Plane 2 Chromebook. Yeah, so the 14-inch uh, uh, little Chromebook that could. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a MediaTek-powered device. And this is one like Gabe's 
kind of had his eye on this device for a while. Not even I don't even remember how I came across this device. I think I might have been looking at the auto update, Google's auto Maybe. update policy, and saw the name. Uh, ended up getting in touch with a company. They're a small company in South Korea, so they're like. I think the CEO came from Samsung. I think he yeah, I think was, used to be said. a Samsung engineer or something of that nature. It just it caught my eye, and it's it's a beautiful device. I mean, if you, you if you can find their website, it's P O I N two Labs. I think is the actual name of the company because it reminded me of kind of a gunmetal version of my old Acer fourteen. Which, if any of you all read my stuff, you know that's my favorite device of all times, just for whatever reason. But. Uh, they they weren't showing up anywhere. Staples was the only place that had <laughs> yeah. it, and I think it was three hundred something dollars a, a few weeks ago. It popped up on Amazon and it was two hundred and fifty bucks. And I was like, I'm buying it. I, I don't care. I'm gonna buy it. And we got it in. And honestly, for two hundred fifty dollars, it's been pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did we did uh, an unboxing that uh, has has picked up quite a bit of steam. Um, just you know, kind of, and I think we titled it like "Unboxing the Best Two Hundred Fifty Dollar Chromebook You've Never Heard Of" because yeah. no one has, no right. one's heard of this thing, and we've gotten so many requests. Like, when are you going to review the Point Two? When are you going <laughs> to review that little device? You know, because people want to know because it's cheap. And uh, so, I'll give you a little hint. Uh, I think it's well worth the money. Um, it's and for two hundred fifty dollars, we've searched around and we've looked. If if we stop talking about refurbished or buying on eBay, because at any given time, you can find a deal on something, possibly. There's a chance you might find some ridiculous mm-hmm. deal or an auction. Like, that stuff aside, it's really difficult to find anything for $250 or less that's going to match up to what this thing offers. And all the aluminum that's on offer and the decently bright screen, 1080p touchscreen, you know. And most times in that price range, you're finding a ton of plastic and really, really slow processors, and, and as we talked, yeah. and thirteen sixty six, terrible and viewing angles. That's just not the case. It's none here. of that. Yeah. Um, and I even during the review, we we put some Android apps right. on it, and uh, and I was kind of shocked to be honest with you. Like it was running Modern Combat, like cranked up settings, cranked up, and it was keeping forty five to sixty frames with with ease, and that's that's a heavy game. And so, it just goes to show you those ARM chips can really uh, right. can really uh, help benefit users who like Android apps in general on Chromebooks. Yeah, so this is this is a, a great great device for the price. You know, you're 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 gonna get you're gonna get you're gonna get your money's worth. Yeah, absolutely. So so stay tuned for that. Uh, that video will be coming out soon. Obviously, we'll get that posted on ChromeUnbox.com. So. Guys, I think that's it for today. So uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Um, tune in next week. We're, we're trying to do this thing every week. So every Friday, we're going to be putting out one of these podcasts. So stay tuned. And until next time, we'll see you. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. If you want to stay up to date with everything that is happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunbox.com, and follow us on social media by searching at Chrome Unbox. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.